Welcome to the Children's and Young Adult Novels Book Club, Cyan Book Club for short, where we talk about the latest children's and young adult novels out there to tell you if they're worth reading or not. I'm your host, Zach Whiting, and today we're looking at a beautiful story told in free verse by Margarita Engel. The book is titled The Surrender Tree. Now, you're probably wondering, who is Margarita Engel and what on earth is a surrender tree? Well, it's blurb time. Blurb time is the time that we read the little blurb or excerpt on the back of the book that the author or publisher has put out, and here is the blurb for The Surrender Tree. It is 1896. Cuba has fought three wars for independence and still is not free. People have been rounded up in reconcentration camps with too little food and too much illness. Rosa is a nurse, but she dares not go to the camps, so she turns hidden caves into hospitals for those who know how to find her. Black, white, Cuban, Spanish, Rosa does her best for everyone. Yet, who can heal a country so torn apart by war? Using the true story of the folk hero Rosa La Bayamesa, acclaimed poet Margarita Engel gives us another gripping, breathtaking account of a tumultuous period in Cuban history. Margarita Engel is a Cuban-American author who has written multiple books about Cuban history. She is a novelist and a poet, and The Surrender Tree is actually written as poetry. It's written in free verse, which in and of itself is quite fascinating. But let's discover if The Surrender Tree is actually worth reading or not. First, let's dive in and look at some of the themes of the book. Our story spans multiple decades following Cuban people as they fight for their independence from Spain. The entire book takes place during various times of war over three decades uh, in the late 1800s, where over and over Spanish rule was forcing and attacking and trying to subdue the people who wanted independence, wanted everyone to be free and equal. And so through this, we really capture quite a few themes that relate to war and relate to the brutality of war, really. And one of those that I think it might be the, the main theme of the book is compassion. Compassion. And the reason why that's the main theme is because it is the defining trait of our main character, Rosa. We get introduced to her when she's very young, and even then, we can see her heart for people, for all people, and for all living things that she wants to take care of, to foster, to heal, to help all that she can, regardless of who they are or where they come from. And that, that is a beautiful theme for us to learn. And, and Rosa really becomes a character we can look up to and aspire to be like in her compassion. Now, in relation to compassion, we also get this idea of the sanctity of human life. And Rosa really captures that. She views all people as equal and all worthy of help and healing. But there are various characters and various realities, you know, because this is based on truth, that reveal how people throughout history, and in particular this story, how they view some people as less than others. How in, in some ways they even say 
some people aren't human because of who they are, where they came from, their status, or what they've done. Uh, and, and so as a reader, we are sort of going through and, and we're seeing Rosa as she has to combat these repetitive attacks at the sanctity of human life. Now, in relation to that theme, we also get um, some touches on the morality of slavery, the purpose behind war, the power of mercy, all of this wrapped up in this short story written as poetry. So what did I like about this book? First, I really, really enjoyed the way that this story was written. I really enjoyed reading everything unfold in free verse. Now, because it's in free verse, written as poetry entries, it's not quite as detailed as what a typical story or fiction would be like. Instead, it almost reads like like journal entries. And so every section is, is titled by the name of whoever is writing this section. And we get the insider view on on all the characters, even the, the, the bad guys, the antagonists in the stories. We get to see what are they thinking, how are they thinking, why are they thinking. And I really, really liked that immersive reading experience. Tied to that, the second thing I really enjoyed was the cast of characters. In spite of these limitations that the, that the book had, because you can't quite describe things with quite as much detail, you can't set up a scene with quite as much detail, in free verse, we still get quite a visual of each character. I, I could picture them, and I could feel for them, and I could see their motivations and understand where they were coming from and what they were doing. They jumped off the page, and I really felt like I knew them as people. I think one more thing that I liked about the book, the third thing that really stuck out to me, was that Margarita Engel started the story, and even later in the story, brought back this idea of innocence in times of war. Because at the very beginning, our story introduces us to our main characters when they're young, as children. And later on in the book, we meet a few other children who are in the middle of all of this. And I thought that was a very interesting contrast, an interesting thing to do, is to show us that these kids didn't choose this life. But what they do in this scenario how they choose to live, and, and, and the way that they choose to think, that is more important. And it's very interesting to see that dynamic of children being born and raised up in a very interesting, and what I would say even a toxic environment, and yet there are totally different outcomes depending on which child that we follow. So are, th- are there any things in this book that I think you should be aware of before recommending it to the kid or teen in your life. Well, this story is based on truth. And because of that, and because of the time period that it's dealing with, it is going to bring up some intense realities that we are, are faced with as readers. The, the realities of slavery, of prejudice, of war, selfishness, of the brutality of humanity. I mean, what lengths we can go to to get what we want and how that impacts everybody else. Some specific details that come up here and there, a father sells his daughter into slavery for something as little as a cow. A slave hunter beats and sometimes kills the runaways. People die to sickness in these unforgiving reconcentration camps that 
are put up by the Spanish government, and there are various other things that come up. Again, this story is written from perspectives, and so there's never too much detail or grotesqueness in these things, but it brings up some brutal facts that we have to look at and say, this happened, this is a reality, and this could be a reality in the future. None of that, though, I think makes these books inappropriate for a for kids older than 10 years old. Uh, I, the book is advertised for 12 to 18-year-olds, but I, you, you could probably have even an 11, maybe a 10-year-old read this book, and it would be totally fine. Other than that, there is no content in the book that's inappropriate or, or sinful, and there are no curse words. So how do I rate The Surrender Tree? Well, our rating system goes from red to orange to yellow to green, and finally to cyan. Red is the lowest and the worst rating we can give. Cyan is the highest and the very best rating that we can give. I believe that The Surrender Tree is a cyan book through and through. It is a beautiful, powerful story of a nurse seeking to save her country from total destruction and along the way showing compassion to everyone that she meets. There are so many important and beautiful lessons to learn through the story. It is written so well by Margarita Engel. It's so unique because it's written as poetry, and yet it captivates the reader and tells us everything that we need to know to follow this beautiful story. As always, I recommend that when your teen or kid reads a book, that you encourage them and ask them questions as you go along through the reading. Uh, specifically in, in this story, uh, I want to give you a couple questions, a couple prompts that you could ask your kid if they're reading this book. Ask them what they think about Lieutenant Death. Was he always cruel or was he trained to be evil? Was there something about his upbringing that turned him into the man he became? Do they think that Rosa did the right thing by healing her enemies? Should Spain have enslaved the native people of Cuba? Did the American intervention at the end of the book, did it solve their problems? There are lots of good conversation starters to be had from this book. It's not very long. Uh, it's about 100 or so pages. And so I would encourage you to read the book for yourself if you can. Pick it up from the library. Buy it from the bookstore. It is worth a place on your bookshelf. Now, if you don't have time to read the book, but you'd like to get a more comprehensive review of the book, check out part two of this review where I sit down with a 16-year-old who I had read the book along with me, and we dive into some themes, into the characters and their motivations. You can always come back and listen to it later, though, and you can experience what it might be like to be part of a real book club. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this part one of this review. As always, if you have a book suggestion, a book you want more people to read, there's a link where you can submit that in the description below. I would love to read your books and share them with our book club. Please follow this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you wouldn't mind, leave a review. A review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast really changes things. It is the best way to support the podcast and to tell everybody else out there that this is worth listening to. So please leave a review if you can. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you.